What you're about to hear was aired on Planet Philadelphia, environmental radio show on Germantown Community Radio, 92.9 FM, WGGTLP in Philadelphia, and on gtownradio.com. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Planet Philadelphia. I'm Kay Wood, the host and producer. Linda Rosenwein, our assistant producer reporter, is here with me, and we're on a call with a couple of people from a group called Power Interfaith, and they've been active on a number of areas, but what we're going to be talking about today is Philadelphia Gas Works and the PUC recent ruling. Hi, thank you so much for talking with us. I'd like to ask if you could introduce yourselves, and I guess, Pamela, would you care to go first? Sure, Kay. Um, my name is Pamela Darville, and I am a volunteer with Power Interfaith. Uh, Power is an organizing movement that advocates for economic and racial justice on a livable planet. We are racially diverse and comprised of different faiths. Um, I am the co-chairperson of Power's Climate Justice and Jobs team. I'm also on the committee for PGW Just Transition. I also serve as a coordinator for a new initiative, which is Community Climate Shift Initiative. And I also serve as Power's representative on the Pennsylvania Regional Greenhouse Gas Initiative. So... I wear, I wear some hats. <laughs> it certainly sounds that way. <laughs> and Peter, could you tell us about yourself? Sure. Like uh, Pamela, I also am a volunteer at the Power Interfaith, and I am a team member of the Climate Justice and Jobs segment, I guess, within uh, Power Interfaith. I work with Pamela on the PGW Just Transition initiative, as well as working on something we call the People's Energy Plan, which is an initiative to get PICO to provide more green energy in their default energy plan. So today we're going to be talking about the PUC, which is the Public Utility Commission, and their recent ruling on the PGW rate increase. First, PGW, for those people who don't know, is our Philadelphia Gas Works. And people need to know a little bit about what the PUC is. Who would like to say something about what is the PUC and, and what it does? Well, I'll start with Philadelphia Gas Works or PGW. Our PGW is the largest municipally owned gas utility in the country. And it is um, structured in a way in which it has a management agreement in which there is a group that pretty much monitors the utility company. Uh, it has uh, operational capital budgets. The Gas Commission approves PGW's operational budget and City Council approves their capital budget. Uh, the Pennsylvania Public Utility Commission serves as a reviewing board for utility companies in Pennsylvania. And uh, it applies different regulations. Uh, in this case, we're going to talk about today, PGW requested a rate increase. And 
the PUW reviewed the rate increase to determine whether it was just and reasonable. Uh, it made a ruling regarding the rate increase, and it also made some rulings regarding policies as they affect low-income and middle-income ratepayers. We were very pleased with uh, the PUC's decision. PGW uh, initially requested a 10% increase in rate, and the PUC determined that PGW failed to take into consideration its debt service coverage and stays cash on hand. An analysis with those two components, that 10% increase was not just or reasonable. I just want at this time just to acknowledge the groups along with power. It's through their efforts and uh, their tireless work that contributed to uh, securing a decision like this. And those groups were Community Legal Services on behalf of its clients, the Pennsylvania Utility Law Project, and the Office of Consumer Advocate. These groups, along with power, represent the challenges and serve as a voice for people in the city who are struggling with their utility bills. This decision not only addresses affordability, but it also addresses equitable measures in PGW's change in PGW's policies as they affect customer service, complaints, identifying people who are low income and helping them with their bills. It sounds like it was very good for the consumers, but I'd also heard that it was also good for environmental reasons. And Peter, would you care to talk about that? Sure. So certainly for the first time when dealing with PGW, the PUC took into account the environmental rights amendment that's in the Pennsylvania Constitution that that, that is a, it's a, a human right to Pennsylvanians to have clean water and clean air. And uh, therefore, the Philadelphia Gas Works is required to look at environmental impacts of what they are doing. And the PUC can take environmental impacts into consideration when they're making a ruling for PGW or any other utility, which they hadn't been able to use before. The, the PUC had argued that environmental issues were outside of their purview. Wow. But this, yeah, this, this, this decision um, said that know that it is part of their purview. That sounds like quite a precedent-setting decision then. Yeah, we, yes. were, we were very pleased with it. Uh, as Peter said, the Pennsylvania Constitution has a rights amendment that states that Pennsylvanians are entitled to clean air, pure water, natural resources for the present time and for generations to come. And that Pennsylvania is mandated to serve as a trustee to protect these rights and to preserve and maintain these natural resources. The PUC actually relied on Pennsylvania Commonwealth Court decision, a Marple Township, in which the court said that the PUC's decision not to take into account environmental factors in granting a permit for a gas plant to be built was erroneous given the Environmental Rights Amendment and that they were required 
to determine whether there was any environmental impact as a result of building a gas plant in um, the township's neighborhood. So we think that this current PUC decision was very, very good uh, as far as going forward with these types of issues and the use of the Environmental Rights Amendment as a basis to review determinations made by state agencies. Uh, my understanding is since they did not get a rate increase, PGW, then there's less money for them to put into expanding gas pipelines. And is that a correct understanding? Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The money that PGW wanted for the 10% rate increase was proposed to go to expanding and maintaining its pipe and infrastructure. We argued before the PUC that this money really should go towards entertaining and exploring ways that PGW could move away from fossil fuel to clean energy. And also, the city of Philadelphia has a climate mandate for 2050 to attain carbon neutrality. So if we look at the Environmental Rights Amendment and its mandate that Pennsylvanians are entitled to clean air and pure water, that PGW is not acting in accordance with those rights that are given to Pennsylvanians or to future generations because this pipe infrastructure will propose to be used for the next 30 years. How did you empower and the other organizations go about advocating to make these changes? And what do you think was the reason that you were effective? Well, what we have done is to uh, show up at um, hearings in which the PGW's operational capital budgets are decided. So the Gas Commission reviews the uh, operational budget for PGW. There's time for members of the public to appear and comment. So we've had members present testimony regarding different issues that impact PGW's budget. For instance, we were successful in getting $500,000 in their operational budget to study a geothermal plant using geothermal energy. Uh, unfortunately, we haven't heard anything for the past two years whether PGW has undertaken that initiative. We also show up and present public testimony uh, before city council when the PGW's capital budget is under review. We have intervened with our legal representative, which is Earth Justice, in the PGW rate case that was before the PUC. So uh, there, there are a number of ways in which we take action. Some are more effective than others. It, it boils down really to persistence and showing up. Peter, did you want to add anything there? I think Pamela uh, covered that pretty well. I mean. For, I guess I would say for like testifying in front of City Hall, as, as you can imagine, City Council has lots of other immediate high priority items from gun violence to garbage to, you know, all the other problems in the city. So just getting them aware of what PGW is and isn't doing has a big impact. You know, the City Council kind of reads what PGW says they're doing, but we make them aware of what they really are doing and aren't doing, which... 
So there's a lot of education, I think, on a lot of different levels when we testify. You mentioned what PGW is actually doing, and I must admit, I'm a little confused. I mean, Philadelphia Gas Works is a city-owned gas works, but it doesn't seem to be aligned with city policies. And I was wondering if you had some comments about that, because I am very confused about what's going on. Uh, we all are. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're, we are. You're, you're very active. Um, there is a very large, it seems, disconnect between what PGW wants to operate their business and the city's vision of 2050 carbon neutrality. They seem to want to operate like a for-profit gas company that wants to continue expanding their gas network. They want to continue selling more gas. They want to keep building out their gas infrastructure. And they do things like um, their green plan is to fix their leaks. I'm sure your members probably know methane is a very powerful greenhouse gas. So leaking methane is a bad situation. So PGW says, well, we're going to fix all our leaks. That's our first step towards carbon neutrality. You and I both know that they have to fix those leaks, right? You can't have a gas leak. It's a safety issue. They're you know, trying to avoid other environmental steps. They're saying, well, we're going to use our safety program as our green program. How can that be allowed to occur if the city owns this agency? That goes back to the, I'll say, the education that we do with uh, city council. Um, right. There's lots of other higher priority issues. They read the, the headlines that uh, PHW puts out that they've announced their new green program, that they're going to be stopping all these leaks. And they say, oh, okay, so they have something they're doing. And then they move on to gun violence right, or, you know, whatever. It sounds like, Pamela, what you were saying about being persistent and showing up is top of the line for what is important to do. Yes, yes. You have to show up. You have to be persistent. We intervene with the uh, complaint with respect to PGW's request for a rate increase. Uh, we have rallies. Uh, and as Peter said, part of it, too, is educating consumers and educating yourself. And I just want to name three things that we see as goals for our PGW and what we want and we think PGW should do. They should explore with transparency a new business model for providing heating and cooling without fossil fuels. The other thing that we think PGW should do is make a public plan with timelines and benchmarks for meeting the city's climate goals. And finally, to engage with the public about the energy future that we need and to be held accountable to the public. You've talked some about what's effective with city. What was effective about the way you advocated with the PUC, which of course is a state level organization? We partnered with different groups and we created a record of evidence before the administrative law judge, and it was very compelling. We presented expert testimony regarding the need for PGW to adopt non-pipeline alternatives. I mean, other groups uh, that I mentioned, they also introduced expert testimony. I was wondering if you would mind what is your vision for Philadelphia in the future in relation to environmental and climate justice? There's so much that has to be done. 
I mentioned that I am coordinator for an initiative, it's Community Climate Shift. Peter is a member of that group. And what we're looking to do is to address issues, for example, underserved communities have been hit hard by climate change, climate injustice and environmental racism, and, and adopting measures to address those issues. For example, we have heat islands. We have a lack of uh, tree canopy in certain neighborhoods. The planet is warming. Our summers are hotter. Our winters are milder. You know, we're now having flooding. I mean, we have so much that's going on. But it particularly impacts neighborhoods that have suffered tremendously. The city's vision should encompass how can they provide solutions to these communities? And on a larger scale, of course, move forward to achieve carbon neutrality by 2050, major electrification of buildings, and to transition their utility companies to clean energy and clean energy jobs uh, and training people to perform these jobs. So. I think all of that is part of the vision. Yeah, and I just, if I may, want to point out that we, we do not want PGW to go away. PGW provides hundreds, thousands of good union jobs in the city. We want PGW not to go away, but to change their energy that they provide. They, they have a lot of resources that know how to build pipelines, know how to maintain pipelines. One excellent source of green energy is a geothermal network. So... Rather than use your resources to build out more gas pipes, let's start building out geothermal pipes. Work towards that rather than work towards building out a gas infrastructure that we want to get rid of. I'll give you an example. If I just put in an air source heat pump and I now no longer have a PGW bill, as more and more people like me do that, there's going to be fewer and fewer people paying into PGW to help maintain their gas network. And it's going to be the people in the city that can't afford to get off of gas that are going to be ending up holding the purse to, to support PGW if they don't start putting something else in their pipelines besides gas that other people are wanting to use. So what is your next campaign in these areas? Well, there are uh, several that we have going on. I mean, PGW still needs to be <laughs> convinced that they need to do something about um, geothermal. Um, as Pamela said earlier, Power got them, after much fighting, to commit to spending half a million dollars out of, what, a $200 million budget, so a few pennies out of their budget to do a, a geothermal feasibility study. They were supposed to report every quarter to the public on what they've been doing. We've seen nothing. So they still need to be convinced that geothermal is something that they should be interested in. Um, there's climate shift. And, and that has to do with um, bringing community power, you know, letting the community have more control over the power that they use and make their homes more efficient. Um, and then there's the People Energy Plan where we're, again, trying to get PICO to provide more green energy. That if you sign up for PICO Power and don't go and buy some other power from another company, your default power from PICO has 0.5% solar energy in it. The rest of it's all fossil fuel. We want to change that. 
Yeah, and, and we're also involved with the Pennsylvania Regional Greenhouse Gas Initiative. And we're, we're active with other groups that are part of this initiative. Are there things we're not talking about that you think people should know? I think that a lot of this involves education. When I joined POWER, I, I really didn't know anything about PGW, how it worked, how it was structured. I just paid my bill. But people need to educate themselves, join groups, because our climate, it really affects everything. It affects um, how we live, our homes, jobs. So it's very important. Unfortunately, it's not a dominant issue, but it is a very important and urgent issue. We need people to join, to come forward, to help, and, and to empower themselves. We can make a change. The thing I would like your listeners to, to take away is, is that this whole energy transition is not going to overnight, going to change your life. It's not something that we need to be afraid of. It's, PGW didn't put their gas lines in overnight, right? It took them 100 years to put those gas lines in. It's going to take years to transition from gas over to geothermal or whatever the PGW decides, hopefully decides to transition into. Will it impact our lives in some way? Yes, but you know, we're not going to be left in the cold. You know, we're not going to be um, not able to eat meat or fly in an airplane anymore. I just want people to know that it's not something to be feared. It's something to be embraced. And it's something that if we don't embrace it, uh, we're going to have big problems. People will actually have better lives after the transition or than what we have now. And do you see it that way? Oh, absolutely. I mean, for example, using gas stoves, it causes toxins in your home. I mean, it's been proven that uh, the use of gas appliances impairs your health. It, it will improve our lives uh, with the Regional Greenhouse Gas Initiative. That initiative does not eliminate completely uh, the ability of uh, gas plants to use uh, fossil fuels, but it significantly reduces their ability to do so. And they pay in order to engage in burning fossil fuels. But that money goes to the communities that have been impacted by these gas plants. So programs like that, they will improve people's lives um, with the introduction of clean energy. There will be more jobs. People need to be trained in order to do these jobs. Um, so in terms of affordability, as Peter just said, he has no gas bill. I, you know, I've, I've had a bill with PGW as much as what during the winter months, three, four hundred dollars, and that's on their payment plan. So once we transition away from fossil fuels, yes, your life will improve, you know, and our children's lives and their children's lives. I think people are probably very intrigued by what you're saying. And how can they find out more? They can go to our website. Uh, which is um, powerinterfaith.org. Could you say that again? Powerinterfaith.org. 
you can find out more by going to the website. Is that the way to also get involved with power, let's say? Anyone can call our number and uh, find out more information about our organization, but it's probably better to go to the website. Our team meets the last Tuesday of the month from 7 until 8.30 in the evening, and we just welcome people to come and join us. And, and, and through, the, through those meetings, people will hear when some of these hearings are, and while we would love for additional people to testify, even having additional people in the room, and oftentimes it's just in the Zoom room, shows PGW, shows the PUC, shows the city council members that people are listening, that, that this is an important issue. Just getting a few more people in, just showing they're interested has a huge impact. Yeah. Thank you so much for talking with us. Really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you very much. If you want to know more about Planet Philadelphia, go to planetphiladelphia.com. You could also find out more about other G-Town Radio programming by going to gtownradio.com. I hope you will consider making a small monthly donation to help Planet Philadelphia continue presenting interviews on important underreported environmental topics and exploring their complexities and intersections. Thank you so much for your support.